At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the September 14th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Got a couple weeks until we got media day. We're almost ready for basketball, but it's still fantasy football season. Uh, we'll talk some dynasty basketball today. And with me to do so, uh, fellow fantasy football player, also obsessed, is Jonas Nader. What's up, man? That's right. What's up, dude? Not much, man. Uh, I was making wheeling and dealing, man. I had a lot of Keenan Allen, so I've been doing a lot of a lot of trades. My favorite trade I made yesterday. Uh, and generally, I don't make trades on Monday because it looks like you're desperate. But then when <laughs> Tuesday comes, I send like a hundred trade offers out there. So, so that I got I got zero bites on mine, man. Hope yeah, you had some luck. I got one, and I'm pretty happy with it. I sold high on Melvin Gordon, who scored two touchdowns, and. For you fellow, or I'm not a Melvin Gordon owner anymore, he was out-snapped 50-23, to 23, and they were yeah. ahead. And that's, that's scary to me. Uh, if you take those two touchdowns out of the equation, man, you're talking a sting in a way different tune. So I flipped him for a guy that I really, really wanted to draft, but I couldn't get him. That's Marvin Jones. Uh, I had nice. like, double-digit targets. Uh, I, a great stat I just saw on Twitter. He had an average depth of targets, so how far Stafford threw the ball past the line of scrimmage of 13 yards no one was higher than like three uh, on the team who with multiple targets man so that guy's just gonna go downtown all he's he's basically in calvin's role for the downtown threat um uh, to be clear i'm not saying marvin jones is anywhere near the caliber receiver as calvin is but uh yeah man if, if you're out there and you need a receiver and you lost keenan man i think jones is a fantastic guy to go after uh, absolutely yeah he, i have him everywhere i'm trying to also the other thing i've been doing um, I'll ask you on this one too, and anyone that's listening wants to chime in. Uh, I again, I lost, I lost Keenan, but I did add Marvin, and I'm looking to, and this offer's on the table right now, and I'm trying to get a little more out of him. Uh, he's offering me Jamal Charles for Willie Sneed in a PPR. Wow, Sneed's my wide receiver five, and we start two in a flex. So I have Marvin more than Sneed. I want to take it, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a little bit more out of him, and I can't quite get it. But I, think I would get more out of him, man, just because just because of the wear factor. Yeah, he needs a he needs a receiver hard. Like, yeah, uh, and I'm kind of playing that uh, against him. Like he started he started Corey Coleman last week. <laughs> well, I started AJ Green, Keenan Allen, <laughs> miss your ACL, get well, sir, and then Doug Baldwin. Like I was the top scorer of the week. Like if you have if you're playing a PPR man and you don't have good receivers, dude, you're done. Yeah, I'm sorry. I love that trade, man. I had I had um, Golden Tate in a lot of my leagues. He was disappointing, man. Yeah, every catch he had better. was like five yards so down short. the field. Yeah, his yeah. average depth of target I think was like a half a yard. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, yeah, I love that trade. I think Mel, if you take away those two touches, like you said, that's like twenty five yards for Gordon. Yeah, just hitting brick walls. It's all Woodhead. Walls. I don't think they're gonna lean so much on Philip Rivers, man. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll see what they do. They got um, that guy uh, Terrell Williams, and then um, what do you think about him? I was about to pick him up. I picked him up wherever I could. I have, I have, a, I picked up a lot of Brandon LaFell. Picked up because uh, I like the high snaps. Um, mm-hmm. and I like, I like the Cincy offense a lot, and they kind of didn't go towards Gio as much as I thought. 
at the passing yeah. game. So I think they're going to try to throw the ball down the field more. I don't think A.J. Green's going to eat quite like he did. What, 13 targets, 12 catches? Yeah. Guy was the number one player in fantasy Screens for PPRs. For yeah, oh, he's he's going to kill, man. I, I have so much A.J. Um, yeah, I, I like LaFell. Uh, I put a little bit of uh, Quincy Anunwa, kind of an esoteric name. I'm a big Jets fan. Yeah, uh, a lot of slot targets for that guy, so I think he's going to be good for PPR. Also, have I put a lot of Jeremy Cur- Curley offers out there. Uh, running backs, I went after Chris Thompson a lot. I got um, he um, he outsnapped Matt Jones, who was probably hurt, but I think that's still something to watch. And they really want to kind of, and especially with how bad their offense looked. Uh, Meanwhile, I picked up Marvin Lynch, <laughs> Marshawn Lynch. I mean, oh yeah. Who knows, man? He, he yeah. might save my team. Might as well, man. Uh, a lot of the players have been shooting it down, but I mean, there were credible reports on that, so I think uh, it's worth it. I actually cut him for who did I pick up? Oh, I picked up uh, Tavares Cadet on Sunday when I saw Spiller was at, uh, inactive. Yeah. I I pretty much cut all my Lynch shares for all Cadet shares, and that was pretty good. I mean, because I mean, they're saying week four, so I only have to wait three weeks. Yeah. So it's not like I'm going to use anybody off my bench anyways, you right, know? Right, exactly. But I'm, I'm kind of going off if Ingram gets hurt, then I think the probability of Ingram getting hurt seems to be higher to me than the probability of Marshall coming back, and the Saints will be in a better offense. So Fair uh, enough. I, I would, that was kind of my reasoning for doing that that maneuver. Yeah. Um, all right, and quarterbacks, man, there's a, a lot out there. I wanted to get Jameis Winston to back up Blake Bortles, but I wasn't high enough um, in one of my shallower leagues. But, man, he looks nice. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor screwed me Tyrod, over. Tyrod, man. Don't I start Tyrod. If you, can't, if you can help it, don't start Tyrod against the Jets on a short week. Yeah, it's going to be rough. All right, so let's get down to Dynasty Guards. So we're going to kind of do this more superficially. You guys probably hear us go pretty in-depth on these guys for whatever reasons throughout the season. So we're kind of going to compare their short-term value to long-term value, things that we may have saw, things, competition. This is kind of, we usually focus on opportunity with fantasy. This time it's going to be a little bit more talent uh, for how we judge these guys. So no particular order on these guys. Uh, we're going to start with uh, the Dr. A Memorial <laughs> player, uh, Zach Levine. He loves Zach Levine. And uh, you can't mention anything about the Wolves without Steve talking about Zach Levine, who really blossomed last year. Uh, a guy that I was down on to start the season, started slow, and then it just clicked for him all of a sudden once he really embraced the shooting guard mentality, wasn't trying to do too much. So where do you see him fitting short-term versus long-term? Um, do you see him having a higher ceiling down the line, or is he kind of close to it now? Um, I think it's down the line. I think His future is definitely a shooting guard. I think we both mm-hmm. agree on that now. Yeah, for sure. Um. A few years down the line, he's going to be even better, more efficient from the field. I mean, this season alone, I think he could be a mid-round guy, but do you think he'd ever approach early-round numbers? I think it's definitely possible. He was close last year, yeah. I mean, 16 points post-break, 2.43s, 1.2 steals. That'll probably come up with Tibbs. I mean, he could be a a 2.5, 1.7 steal guy. And if he could somehow hit 48% from the field again and hit 80% from the line, man, you're talking about a really, really awesome third round kind of guy uh, without the assists and stuff. So, yeah, Still he's 21 capable. years old too. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he can get much better than he already is. Um, they're going to have to share the ball. Towns, Wiggins are going to be big focal points. So I don't think Levine can be that high usage, 30 usage kind of guy that other players in his position can be, like a Harden or even a Westbrook at point guard. So I think he, I think he's kind of close to a ceiling right now. So when he's going around fourth round value, I probably would put him in that neighborhood. Maybe only bump him up a couple spots in a dyno. 
I still think he can be. I think he can be top thirty one day. Yeah, I, oh, I think I think so too. But I think he has. Yeah. I think he had like. I think he has. It's not that big of a difference of being a top thirty this year versus a top thirty in like four years. Right. Whereas we'll get to guys who I think feel a little bit differently, where their ceilings are just so much higher, and they haven't quite hit that potential yet. Well, we'll you'll see like a three or four round difference. So, yeah. what, what, would, what would you be your round differential versus a dino and um, a redraft? I take him a few a few rounds earlier. In wow. Dino. So, if where do you have him on? So you'd have him like third round, fourth, third round. I think third round's fair. Oh, Dynasty, I, yeah. That's, yeah, I'm probably. About I, I like going. For, I, I'm different. I, I kind of like going for young guys, stri- yeah. strictly young guys in Dynasty. Yep. Yeah. I always build for the future, no matter what. Steve has him as like a fourth rounder, I think. That's I ha- fine. I, have I love Levine. Fifth, yeah, I have him as like a, a uh, mid fifth ish, but I'm coming around a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, this year he's probably going to be capped out at mid round. I think. Though. Yeah, just because there's a lot of competition. I, I, yeah. I don't see Minnesota changing their team, man. They're, just, they're really set up. They're going to be yeah. awesome. All right, so we'll move on here to, uh, I guess, kind of the I'll talk about Dunn while we're here. Yeah, we could tie Dunn in there. That's a good call. I was going to save him for kind of a rookie kind of thing. But, yeah, let's, let's tie it. Go ahead. What do you think about Chris Dunn? A lot of it depends on Levine and Rubio. I mean, if Tibbs sticks to his mentality, he's going to play Rubio and Levine a ton of minutes. So that's a little worrying. I mean, Dunn was awesome in summer league. can play one and two. And we said this in an earlier pod. It kind of depends on if they put Tyus Jones in the rotation. Yep. I mean, if if Jones is out of the rotation, I mean, he could play. Dunn could play both point guard and shooting guard. That's potential for like twenty four minutes. So it's decent. Yeah, more than that. I, I have him twenty seven. I don't think they're going to play Jones. I think they're going to want to play. The, I don't think Jones is a good defender. Not that Levine is, and you don't want to have. I, I mean, a Levine and Jones backcourt man. It doesn't sound very appetizing for Tibbs. Yeah. So I think they're going to play it tight, and I talked about this a lot in detail on the last pod, but yeah, I think they go more heavy up front, nine-man rotation, go 27 done, 34 Levine, 31-32 Rubio. Like it, it, should, it should work out or somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, but yeah, so Dunn's, Dunn's long-term, man, it's, he's kind of Depot-esque, where he's coming into the league with some shooting questions, mm-hmm. really good on-ball defender. His steal potential could be sick. Um, obviously, the assist can be there. Great getting to the basket, even better than Depot uh, mm-hmm. was. I and mean, we saw him in summer league just thrash guys. So his Killing upside's it. nice, man. Like, it's tough. To, he's a, he's a guy. He may have one of the biggest gaps between dynasty and redraft because his mm-hmm. ceiling. If he hits a jumper, man, you're talking about a guy who we could see as a first round kind of a player. He's mm-hmm. just he's just so so good. Uh, he can't if you if you saw uh, I tweeted it out. He had a first pitch for the Twins game last week. It was pretty yeah. bad, man. He, I don't know how these guys can be so athletic and you can't throw a baseball. Like, what, what did you do? I mean, every kid that I know at least played a little bit of Little League or something or some football. Like, throwing a football and a baseball, has, I, I just, it just it just boggles my mind, man. I don't get you it. Should, you should see me throw a football, man. It's oh, really? Horrible. You can't throw? No, I look like Dirk Nowitzki throwing. It's, it's awful, man. Oh, man. No, I, was, I played a, a lot of quarterback growing up and – pitcher and all that i'm pretty good pretty good throwing i was strictly soccer so yeah that that that's different though like basketball yeah, and soccer true. are kind of different like soccer is just all feet Actually, yeah i probably have like how you throw is probably how i kick man i have like <laughs> yeah. no kick no kick fluidity or whatever the yeah. term is um so yeah well let's move but on it's here. funny you said that though like all depot is kind of like <laughs> the comparison i was gonna say that's, that's almost perfect oh thanks man yeah it's uh yeah, I don't know. He just just he just struck me as the same kind of way where it's like, oh, we don't really know 
where he is offensively, but he sure as heck could defend it. He's a, a firecracker out there with all the energy he brings on defensive end. And Hell offensive of an athlete, too. Yeah, exactly. All right, so this, this this is probably the guy that I think is most appreciated in this kind of a pod, and that's Devin Booker, a guy who was horribly bad after the break last year. Insane ceiling, could be potentially one of the best shooters in the league. So I know you're high on him. What yeah. do you think about Booker versus Redraft and Dynasty? It's funny because we're both so high on him, but I don't think either of us will take him in a standard league this year until the mm-hmm. very end. Mm-mm. Just because like he's so far away from producing standard league value like consistently. Just because the field goal percentage isn't there yet, the steals aren't there yet, and he's basically just a spot-up shooter with a little bit of shooting off the dribble. He, he's he's, he's going to be so good. He's 19 years old. He's just not ready yet. So there's a huge difference between where I take him in a dynasty and where I take him in a redraft. Yeah, the 40% from the field after the break is just pulled mm-hmm. him down so hard. I mean, you see the 19 points per game, and you're like, oh, he was good. No, nah, mm-hmm. not quite. Uh, and then compound that to only a half a steal, only a half a block, four assists. That'll be coming down more to shooting guard. So he, he like... He he is a lot like Dunn, a guy that I'm not interested in drafting and redraft, but uh, I will jump up round four or five, potentially, depending on who else is there for Booker to see if he can be that 3-3 three, three a game guy, scoring in the mm-hmm. teens close to 20s. I mean, they love this guy. Uh, they're going to be all in on him eventually once the Bledsoe contract's gone or Knight's traded, one of those things. We'll see a higher usage. And, yeah, just more the efficiency is the big thing. So it'll yeah. take a couple years to get going. I think he starts this year, too. Yeah, he, he definitely should start. I think he starts alongside Bledsoe. I think that'd be pretty sick. Yeah, the splits are way better. If you look at how those two performed versus how Knight and Bledsoe performed versus Knight and, and Booker, the, the best combination is definitely putting Knight on an island um, mm-hmm. in the second unit. So we'll see. But, yeah, his minutes are going to be in the upper 20s. Um, but, yeah, just the efficiency is just too too much to deal with right now. He's He's got to hit consistently on a big vo- a decent volume to hit 44 40 43-44% before he really gets our attention in fantasy nine cat anyways. Assists could be down too this year with Bledsoe back. I mean, For sure. Yeah, well, I mean, runs to pick and rolls last year and that's not going to happen. Yeah, well, I mean, he was if you look at the season it's 2.6 Mm-hmm. And that's because it was four after the break. So yeah. 2.6 feels like a good number for him again. A little bit, little shade below three. Um, sure. In 27 minutes, 27.7 yeah. minutes. That's His projections last year are pretty much what they should be this year. Just yeah, exactly. More shots. Um, probably more threes, though. He'll probably have more than 1.33. So probably be closer to 1.7, 1.8. Yeah. Uh, okay, anything else you want to add? Um, what I'm going to tie in, tie, want to tie in Tyler Ewis. Say that five times fast. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do it. Yeah, what, what do you, I mean, one of the most impressive players in Summer League. Very, very diminished in size. Um, not the greatest shooter from what Ed Isaacson was saying. It thought mm-hmm. it looked okay, but obviously when you're that small, it doesn't really have the athletic stuff. Like say Kay Felder does, who's similar yeah. size, but Kay Felder's just a freak, uh, very Nate Robinson like. So, <laughs> do you see? I mean, we're gonna hear a lot of Brandon Knight trade rumors, and then if that happens, we're gonna see Tyler Lewis compound that with how Bledsoe, meniscus, mm-hmm. Knight hurt here and there, had the groin, has some ankle injuries in the past. Um, I don't think we could talk about him in redraft, but he could be kind of a, a sneaky little twelve. Uh, at his peak, I could see him being like a twelve four board, eight assist kind of guy as a back as like a a backup point guard with occasional starts behind an injury probe player or something. I agree, man. He's kind of like Steals Isaiah too. Thomas without the shooting. Yeah, when you think exactly, about it. Exactly. 
I mean, the steals were insane during the summer. I don't have his numbers in front of you, but he was stealing. The dimes were there, and the turnovers were awesome too. Yeah. Like, kept he uh, took really good care of the ball. Like he's really good, man. He looked like a lottery talent for sure. Yeah. If he if he had the size of like a Wade Baldwin, man, he'd be gone mm-hmm. in the first five picks. Yep. And they also <laughs> said he he fell because of his some kind of hip injury or, yeah. or something like that, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he'll be. He'll yeah. He, it's it's kind of a minor thing. I think. He's yeah. Gonna be okay. I think he'll be fine. He's he's gonna be really good. Yeah. So not someone I would target in dynasty, but we'll be watching him closely, man. I think he's gonna have a eventually some redraft value and. We'll probably talk about him for DFS too. I think he could be a pretty good, uh, and like you said, um, the ball handling. He's he's a way better ball handler than Isaiah Thomas is. Yeah, he's just that guy could just handle the rock. An unbelievable passer. Just exactly. uh, smart. Like a, a, if he when he retires, man, he's going to be the best YMCA basketball player like in the history. <laughs> dude, he's going to be awesome. I don't know, man. Whiteside YMCA last year. <laughs> yeah. That would be something, man. You'll Apparently, listen. he did that ten minutes from my house, and I didn't even know oh, that till like now. So it's pretty cool. crazy. That'd be cool to run with Whiteside and yeah, another one. Um, all right, I'll move on here. Um, what? Want to just wrap? Let's just wrap. Oh no, that's that's not guards. We're we're doing guards today. There's, the Suns have a lot of young players. Were you okay. trying to sneak in TJ Warren? Uh, I was going to sneak in their power forwards, but we'll save that for another pod. We're already gotcha. sixteen minutes in. All right, so we'll go a little bit west to uh, D'Angelo Russell and Jordan Clarkson. Both are going to take on a lot of shots. These guys aren't rookies, and Russell's another guy, massive potential. And we knew that last year. We were just like, all right, it's going to take a couple years, but he has the potential to be a two-and-a-half, three, seven-assist, 20-point guy with steals and plenty of good stuff. And now he has the system to go with it. So uh, I think one of the best debates is Russell or Booker for fantasy. Uh, I think redraft, it's not even close. But mm-hmm. dynasty, it's an interesting case to make for either of them. I'm still leaning towards Russell just because um, you could argue that Booker might be the better player down the line. But I think Russell has a better fantasy upside, I think. Ups- and I say it's a better floor. That's way, true. Way That's better true as well. I, I think I, mean, I think their ceilings are similar, but I think that Russell's floor is a lot nicer. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be Luke Walton's boy this year. He's going to play a ton of minutes. Um, forget Jose Calderon. If, if Byron Scott was there, he'd start Calderon, but this <laughs> this isn't this isn't Byron Scott, so I think Luke Walton's going to take good care of him. Yeah. The nice Third, thing, over 30 minutes easily. He's going to yep. be awesome this year. The nice thing that I'm, I'm hearing that Scott would never say is Walton is saying how they're basically already kind of embracing getting booed and being bad. That kind mm-hmm. of reading between the lines makes you feel like they're going to go with the young guns, which we love to hear that. Exactly. Um, both as fans and fantasy owners. If you're a Lakers fan, you don't give. I mean, who cares? You don't want to finish eighth every year in NBA purgatory. Uh, yep. You want to be last, especially with the top three protected picks. So they're going exactly. To I was going to say that top yeah. three pick, and next year it's unprotected. I think it's top one protected. That's it. So I think they got to get their pick this year. Yep. And what's supposed to be a good draft for so. sure. If they can land, if they could somehow land four, five, six, that'd be really nice. The yeah, four, five, six. The CeeLo special. You mm-hmm. ever you ever play CeeLo? I haven't. Dice game, man. I used huh. to play a lot of it's uh it's uh, it's kind of complicated to explain but it's basically three three die dice excuse me and you roll them and four five six automatically wins you pair them Google it if you want uh, I play we played a lot of dollar dice games between my poker games yeah when I when I was uh in my late teens early twenties man to so just kind of do it while people were shuffling man I was all over so, risk that was my game oh for sure risk risk yeah. is risk is untouchable yeah for, for board <laughs> games there's no way you can be talked out of any other yeah. game. Um, okay, well, so anything else? What about Clarkson? Where do you think he fits? I don't think his ceiling's anywhere close to what Russell's is, but another guy that kind of bossed him, and he's going to get more shots going his way. 
He's a, he's a mid-round player this year, I think. A couple rounds below Russell in both formats. Uh, they're going to be an awesome combo, but Russell's the guy you go with for sure. Yep. Uh, post-break, his post-pre-break was pretty similar scoring, but usage went up, efficiency went down. So we'll see. Uh, I expect- he takes a ton of threes, man. Yeah, a that's, that's what it was. That's, yeah. He took 6.2 threes post versus 3.0 pre so he doubled up there. So that was, uh, but he did take a five, four and a half percent hit uh, on field goal percentage. But he did go to the line uh, and made made free throws more and went to the line a few amount of times. So he's a that's what you call a green light. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be firing away, man. They they're yeah. going to play what thirty five minutes or what? Oh, I think thirty six. Yeah, he's thirty four. Yeah, thirty four in April, and that was with Kobe playing most of those. So. Exactly. That was only a seven game sample, but I think I think thirty five, thirty six is a fair measuring stick for him. Yeah. Um good. We're good there. All right, so we'll move to the Mount Rocky Mountains to one of the deepest guard, young guard, I guess, uh, quartet with, with these young guys. Got Gary Harris, who's a little bit who's the the old man of the bunch. <laughs> and we yep. got Emmanuel Moutier, very well last year. Jamal Murray, they took him early. They thought he was the best player. Uh, took him top 10, and then Malik Beasley had an injury, slipped. Very efficient at FSU. Uh, good player, too. Very Karis Car- Levert-y, where he just slipped because of injury. But um, efficiency was awesome, man. So mm-hmm. all these guys are on my radar. Um, if, if This is kind of a weird question, but if you're going Dino, who are you picking first of that four? I really kind of want to go Murray. Yeah, like right? everything, Everything is telling me to go with Harris. But I think I kind of want the upside. I think what we know what Harris is going to be. I think he's kind of like I think he's capped mid round. Yeah, Murray could be special, man. Yeah, see, Harris is like Levine to me because he was yeah. pretty good last year, but I feel like he's close to a ceiling already. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like you're saying, Murray, man, twenty points per game as a freshman guard with Calipari just yeah. doesn't happen, man. So yeah. like he could fill it up, but like Levine too, he needs to understand what he is. Jamal Murray is not a point guard. He, you cannot get, play college and have a sub one assist to turnover ratio, and then do it again in summer league. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like this is not acceptable. Uh, yeah. but they're going to try him out. They don't have depth. They want to see what Jimmy Nelson does. Obviously, Moutier can't play 48 minutes, so we'll see what he can do. He's obviously working on his game, but yeah, I think Murray for sure has the highest ceiling. Beasley is just kind of an afterthought to me right now. Obviously, when you don't go in the lottery, you really got to impress us first. That hasn't happened yet. Hasn't played, uh, and then Moutier. Tweaked his mechanics. I thought passing out of the post with Jokic to him was really nice and helped get him going. So he is probably the, one of the most interesting players to watch for for preseason to see if he can keep the efficiency increasing because it was just it was historically bad for yeah. the first three four months of the season. And then he kind of got it going. He was hanging around fifty percent true shooting for a while. But yeah, after was, the All Star break was a lot better. Yeah, I mean, I think I'd take Moody over Harrison in a dynasty. Yeah, I think I probably would too. But I mean, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna play him for a few years, but I keep him on my bench for a while. Yeah, it really depends on where, where my drafts go. And if I'm, if I, it's my first year of dynasty, and I find mm-hmm. myself getting a bunch of NBA ready players, I'll probably try to win it early and, and yeah. go Harris first, because it's gonna be a while. And we knew that with Moutier. Yeah. Um, so it's coming around, man. Uh, in Mike Malone, we trust. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> by the way, Nuggets are not gonna be last in the NBA. Don't believe what you're reading. Yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> you had to, you had to get that in there, didn't you? All right, so this just real quickly, Dennis Schroeder, just um, ceiling versus floor right now. I mean, he's going pretty early. I feel like it's kind of a 
either a, a love hate kind of thing. I, you either see there's someone in your league that's going to love Dennis Schroeder more than you. It feels like so he's not someone that I'm targeting aggressively in either league. He's just too turnover prone, and yeah. he's kind of like Moody, but either. the turnovers are going to be way higher. Yeah, not a big Schroeder guy either. Like I know you aren't. You aren't. I mean, field goal percentage could be brutal too, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I just don't want. I, I don't even want to talk about Schroeder. I just don't want him. Yeah, I don't. Really I was so either. mad because I had Teague in a lot of leagues last year, and I kept, I was so tired of hearing the. Oh my god, Schroeder should start. Yeah, no, I was so sick of that. And he, I mean, he wasn't even that good. Like the minutes are there, yeah, and the points were okay, but I mean, you can't. He didn't really have that great of an assist number. I mean, what he had in his starts, he only had five and a half assists. Like that's not that great, man. Exactly. Uh, when you're playing thirty minutes a game and not didn't steal the ball much, and the only shot. His starts, 39% from the field, 69% from the line. Nice. Um, (laughs) So let's talk some Nets here. They're obviously in bad shape. They're not going to have a first-round pick this year. They're pretty much done for the next – they're basically the uh, the L.A. Rams of the NBA. (laughs) So um, we got Rondé Hellas-Chemerson. You and I both like Rondé, but not for the offense. We like him for his defense. I think he can be a bit of a better passer, but his minutes are going to be there. He steals, blocks, boards. Decent free throw shooter, which is big. Uh, and then, yeah, just watch it on the shooting. Just If he can only get shots in transition mostly, I think he's someone who can hang around mid-round value. But another guy who's, like Levine, kind of close to his ceiling now because they're not the, competi- the lack of competition for him right now is like the best, one of the best in the NBA. Yeah, him and Bohan are going to play a ton of minutes, so mm-hmm. that's not a question. I think he's going to get plenty of playing time. I mean, yeah, like you said, if he can get score in transition, the field goal percentage will be, will be respectable. Just don't expect him to shoot threes for a few years. Yep. So if you're Dino, would you chance it on Karis LeVert, or would you ch- who has three foot fractures, by the way, um, <laughs> just always hurt, and he slipped a supremely talented player? Who would you rather roll the dice on? Um, RHJ for sure. Yeah, I'd even take Whitehead over Levert in a dynasty league. Really? Yep. I would. I watched Whitehead a lot in college. He's he's pretty exciting, man. The field percentage is rough, but he's 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 a pretty exciting player. I'll say that. I don't know, man. Uh, I, I look at I look at the numbers on uh, Levert. I mean, he went sixty sixty three point six true shooting last year in at fifteen games, but. Man, that's nice. 64 true shooting <laughs> is uh, Kevin Durant Curry territory. Again, college, but 26 yeah. usage rate. I mean, high usage. Turnovers are pretty good. I mean, he, his stats just jump off the page when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. So the risk is huge, but at that point, who cares? I think Whitehead's a riskier player because he's very, very, very inefficient, high turnover player. But, yeah, like you said, his blocks are awesome. He can mm-hmm. be like an Eric Bledsoe, early Bledsoe when he was with the Clippers. Bledsoe always had yeah. like, a lot of blocks. So yeah, his upside's nice too, but I just think Levert's upside is the highest of the bunch, man. Uh, I would still take RHJ, just because the the one the value would dictate that you're not going to have to reach for Karis Levert. But he's a guy, man. If I'm starting a dynasty league, man, he's a definitely a guy I'd like to pick in the last couple of rounds, assuming it's deep, of course. Yeah, RHJ, you have to go pretty early, I think, in dynasty yeah. though. Yeah, you probably have to pop like what he went like ninety or something in our redraft. Yeah, in our Roto World draft, he, yeah. he went. I think it was like more in the eighty range. Yeah, was, it was early nineties, late eighties, man. Right at the turn, I was like, "Hey, now," because I was looking yep. to get him the next turn, yep. twenty eight picks later. But yep. I mean, that was right after like Gary Harris and Avery Bradley yeah. were off the board. He was yep, the next yeah, yeah. off yep. the board. He was right. You, I went Avery. You went Gary, and then he was like two picks behind. That's crazy. Yep. Uh, all right, so good on the Nets. Anybody we're good. 
Right. Our first disagreement. Right? Not much. Yep. I don't think we're really disagreeing, though. It's Not really. I mean, they're both going to be good, I think. Yeah. I love, uh, I, I just, I love ceilings, dude, especially late. Yeah. All right, so Buddy Heald. Um, he's going to handle the ball a little bit. I think Drew Holiday having an issue is the sad, sad news. I hate yeah. that. Um, so he may get more early responsibility. Obviously, somewhat NBA-ready player coming in with the Player of the Year award. Bombing away, four threes a game. Um, pretty good catch and shoot and off the dribble guy. I love to see off the dribble threes. So he could be a big time three point shooter, but there's some deficiencies to his game. So I don't really see a, a, a guy that jumps out at me like say a Devin Booker would. Whom? Where do you where do you feel on him versus ceiling, short term, long term? Um, it's funny you say Booker. I mean, he could post similar numbers to Booker this year. I think. I mean, if you look at the situation in uh, New Orleans, he's going to have to score in the backcourt because mm-hmm. Frazier is not a scorer. He's strictly a facilitator. And right now, Frazier is expected to start a point guard. So Heald could be looking at an empty stat line with like 13 points per game, a lot of threes, but inefficient plays. So could be a, a late-round guy, but not someone I'm really looking at this year. But Dynasty, he could be a nice player. Could yeah. Nice. I was expecting more out of Summer League, but it's early. Well, yeah, they put him in a lot of isolation. I mean, he didn't really have any chance to do kind of um, yeah. NBA-style plays and stuff. But, had, I mean... All I hear about this guy is how hard he works and stuff, and he's already mm-hmm. in the gym and saying all the right things, man. I think he can be really good. But, again, I think his name will be a little bit too much in Dynasty drafts, so I'm not too yeah. eager to draft him. Um, but, yeah, and actually one thing I was thinking about, with Drew out, would you – I would almost rather start more um, mm-hmm. over Heald. Having a, I think that Heald would be better – and the second unit with like a Galloway or something like that. It just feels like a better fit to me. I don't know. It could be just like sniffing glue or sniffing scratching stiff markers or something, getting all messed I mean, up. <laughs> regardless, it's probably going to be a timeshare. I mean, yeah. either those players are world beaters right away. So I don't think it, it matters too much who starts, but I, I'm not really excited about Heald or Moore this year. Yeah. I mean, Moore was, what, 45% from three or something? He was just lights yeah. out last year. That, thing, that still feels kind of fluky based on his career. I mean, Frazier will have more value than them for first few months anyway. Love me some Tim Frazier, man. We're going yeah, to talk, talk about him a lot in DFS to start the season. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this guy isn't the traditional dynasty player, but I want to throw him out there because he's only played 48 NBA games, and his brother's actually pretty good at basketball. He's okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's Seth Curry. Um, if you've listened to this podcast before, you've probably heard me talk about how good his last 11 games are, sample size. Yep. Um, but he had two 20-point games in his last three. He had another 21-point game. I think his efficiency was like 67 or something in his last 11, 12 games, whatever it was. Man, I mean, you leave a, a taste in our mouth like that with hitting yeah. 3.33s in his last seven April games. Man, it's a 15-assist game thrown in there. Like, dude, why can't the season start, man? I want to see it's, you out there It's again. hilarious that the Kings didn't keep him. It's, Seriously. It's almost embarrassing that the Kings didn't keep him. That's just awful the dallas i think the mavericks got a steal man yep i love that it, I, perfect pick for dallas man yeah team could be the of, sixth man this year i think he could he will be he's gonna play some point yep uh i think he's gonna have a, a really nice usage in the second unit dallas doesn't have much depth yeah so. Devin harris is already hurt too coming yeah. into camp hurt yep uh i could some I curry is gonna be sneaky nice man a guy that i really want to get my hands on and redraft but yep. what about dynasty again he's already 26 uh but he's a Curry man. He's gonna play. He's gonna play till he's like forty-five. So, so uh, <laughs> that's well, true. So I, I don't think the age is a negative. Like I like you and I. Like we said, we like the we like our twenty-one, twenty-two year olds to get, mm-hmm. to get a little bit more uh, longevity out of their career. 
Yeah. So do you see him as a, a more of a dynasty pick, or you kind of just want to redraft and see where it goes from there, or what? I'm sticking with redraft from now, but hey, in dynasty, I'll, I'll take him around sooner. I'm I'm okay. That look at, I mean, if Curry shows that he can play point guard, I mean, Darren Williams is on a one year deal. The Mavericks are going to have to rebuild after Dirk leaves, which could be after this year. You never know. Mm-hmm. Um, Curry could be looking at a ton of minutes, not to, not just this year, but next year as well. Yeah, An even larger role. I mean, he could be really really good. Yeah, I mean, Cuban doesn't pimp guys too hard. He's usually pretty unless it's like unless it's Dirk. Um, he didn't really do it for Darren. He did it a little bit for West because they overpaid um, yeah, for yeah. West after that Achilles injury, so he had to do it to justify. But mm-hmm. he doesn't really talk up his mid guys, and he did this time. They, I mean, yeah, they every morning like, of my of my morning shifts would be another Seth Curry quote. It was like another one. Yeah, it's like good grief. Cuban loves this guy. Yeah, I, I've never seen Cuban talk besides Dirk. Uh, I've never yeah. seen Cuban talk like that about anybody and. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't do that normally. So I think they really, really, really want him to be that like they're one of their franchise kind of guys. So yeah, I like him long term. But I do like West too, by the way. Um, yeah, yeah uh, I could see myself reaching for him in, in a dynasty draft. Absolutely. I'm trying to think who I would take instead. Um, I would still. I think he's right there in that Murray range. Like I think that I think that Curry's floor is better this yeah. season, but Murray's. Uh, ceiling's better in three or four years. It's all about if you're in win now mode or not. Yep, for sure, for sure. I think Curry. Yeah, I, I love Curry, man. I hope yeah, they have him on a lot of teams. Steve, uh, Steve didn't, doesn't really like Curry. Hmm. Yeah, Ryan doesn't really like Curry much. Uh, I know Jared likes Curry a lot. So that's yeah. one of our what, divisive guys, I guess. We're the talent's there. It's just it all depends on the role. You never know what could happen. He's a Curry, I mean, dude. It's a Curry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, I mean, as great as, as Steph is now, he wasn't that. He was he was really really good. Don't, don't get me wrong, but he's like yeah. otherworldly now. You know, he's like had arguably the best NBA season ever. Yeah, at least for offensive efficiency. What thirty? It was like age twenty four when he started getting really going. Yeah, so he can you know Seth's twenty six. He can he can mm-hmm. get a good cooking. All right, so just gonna kind of hop around a little bit. Uh, just some names that I saw. Uh, let's just hit Terry Rozier really fast. Um, no more Evan Turner. Looked like he, he looked awesome in summer league. Nice little dual dual guard player. Um, they're going to play Avery Bradley a lot. Again, Marcus Smart. If Marcus Smart falters again, man, we could see Rozier take some minutes from him. A guy who looked like he was going to be a reach of uh, the draft last year. Was yeah. supposed to go second round. Suddenly, work, workout warrior. Launches up a half a round. Uh, so, yeah. he's, he's another guy that's on my short list of guys I want to watch. Yeah, year. I mean, right now Thomas and Smart are locked into at, at the one, but Smart they they floated Smart, uh, Smart's name in trade rumors last year. I know they they're linked to Noel and Okafor, so they they might move him. And if they do, I think Rozier is the guy that comes up next. So yep. if they do decide to go lose that backcourt depth to go for frontcourt mm-hmm. depth, um, yeah, I think Rozier could be nice. And yeah, I mean, we've seen some good games out of him even last year when he got some. Brief playing time. I forget when it, when it was, but he had one one really good game. I'm like, hey, now Terry Rozier. Yeah. I kind of wrote him off <laughs> in the first like two months of the season. Yeah. Um, so I mean, does he? Does anybody compare here that you could think that you'd rather have, or like, what about a Heald or a Gary Harris or any of those guys? And is he in that class, or is he kind of a little bit down? He's he's a lot lower for me yeah. still. Yep. He's got a, he's got a long way to go for playing time, but he did look good in the playoffs. And summer league was like night and day from the previous year, but. He's got a long way to go still. Yeah, uh, we'll see what we'll see what he can do. Um, but yeah, he's he's got some talent. 
Um, so, oh yeah, the, that little 10-point game he had against the Hawks was, was what I was thinking of. He was, yeah. he was like, oh, hey, no, he had a couple nice highlights that play. Yeah. All right, um, so back on track. Let's talk. Um, one, let's get one more guy before we talk rookies. That's Josh Richardson. He has a torn MCL, partially torn, but he has a six- to eight-week timetable, which is very long. That's basically, that's basically a full-tear timetable. So they're yeah. going to bring him back slow. Um, take their time there, but the, the Miami's got some uh, issues on the wings, huh? Uh, but what do, you, what do you think about Richardson, man? I mean, he was probably the biggest surprise rookie-wise after the break. No one really saw him coming. Uh, we thought, you and I both talked about Joe Johnson coming on and mm-hmm. taking minutes away from Josh Richardson. I actually cut him in my 30-man league, uh, yeah. which, which is very I – mean, I almost never cut guys that I really get fond of. But I was like, all right, mm-hmm. Joe Johnson, no more Josh Richardson. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, I mean, looking at his, his stats, 10.2 points this is his post-break. 50% from the field, 53.3% from the <laughs> from three. Uh, it's just lighting it up. But are you buying here or what? Absolutely. I think even with the injury, I think – he might not even go drafted, and that, that'll be fine by me. I mean, I'll, I'll still take with my last-round pick for sure. I mean, this guy could be a steal this year. Yeah, Minutes are going to be there in Miami. I mean, he's going to play no matter what. Yeah. Don't worry about Deion Waiters. Don't worry about Tyler Johnson. Richardson's going to play. Yeah, I think that I think Richardson's definitely a key guy. But I think I'm more worried about Johnson. I mean, they paid up big money to keep him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're going to run those two guys out there a lot. Uh, and you got to love how Richardson really shifted over. He was playing a little bit of point. Uh, played a lot of shooting guard in college, and he, yeah, he just really found a nice niche of what he wanted to do. And now they want to play him at small forward too, so that's like three positions he can play. So yeah, he's got size at six two, six six. So we'll see. Yep. We'll see what they did. Uh, Spolster, man, he is a a, a lineup guru. He's going to play positionless every, lineups. Yeah, <laughs> good old Justice Winslow centers. Yep. Love those. Um, and one player I didn't write down, but he's kind of a, a, a both a bit of a tweener is Norman Powell. Um, so what do you think about Norman Powell versus Richardson, the, the two real darling second-round picks last year? Um, Norman Powell's ceiling is scary in fantasy. If you look at his numbers, they're they're scary. He could be so sick, but Demario Carroll's going to have a full workload this year, so you kind of need Carroll to get hurt before Powell can do anything. Do you think they're going to go more of the Lowry, DeRozan, Powell, Carroll, and then JV at the five lineup? It seemed, they seemed like they were drawn, a little bit more drawn to that in the playoffs. I mean, it's possible, but they're also saying they want to use DeLon Wright in two-point guard lineups with Corey Joseph, too, yep. so that could hurt as well. Right, I, I'm just pretty I'm, – what I'm talking I mean, about yeah, is that – Like yeah. you said, that, if that happens, then maybe. I mean, yeah. that'd, be, that'd be exciting. That's what I would do. Yeah, they have some major point, uh, power forward depth issues, especially yeah. with Sollinger. They're going to have to back up JV well, if they want to use Bebe or Pirtle yeah. or whatever. They're going to have to get creative, but they've lost some depth here. So mm-hmm. we'll see what they can come up with. Yeah, but Norman uh, Powell, I think he's got a really good future, man. Yep, no, I, I love Norm, man. He's one of my boys for sure. But yep. I'm not, I'm not. You're drafting him in redraft now. No, not in redraft. No. Yeah, gotta wait and see first. Okay, so let's just hit rookies here. Um, and yeah, if if we forgot someone, just hit us up and we'll we'll, add, we'll tack it on to like forwards or something. But I think we got all the key guys that I wanted to yeah. talk about. So guards that we didn't talk about rookie wise, Denzel Valentine um, in a really good spot. A couple injury prone players ahead of him, and Wade and maybe Rondo getting up there in age. Um, he can play some one, can play some two, can play some three. Uh, the Bulls like him. Uh, I like what he did, non-scoring in summer league. A good three-point shooter at MSU. Uh, obviously, everyone loves the Tom Izzo guys, Draymond Green, what have you. So I, I like him a lot. I think if you're when you're talking post top ten players, I think he's going to have one of the quickest impacts. 
I think it'll be a top five fantasy rookie this year. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. I don't know about the easily part, but <laughs> when we talked about I'm assuming Wade gets back. hurt. Yeah. Do you think if he does, gonna, he's 35. Do you think they're going so. to manage Wade's minutes? Oh, absolutely. Just like they did in Miami. Yeah. It worked in Miami, so I think they'll even reduce it by a couple more. Yeah, I think so. He's he's definitely a guy that I can see. Well, he has that. You love guys that do everything, and he, that's what yeah. he does. So, um, Kind of like, like Oldie, but does a lot of everything. Yeah. Um, all right, so another guard. Um, this guy is pure measurable stats, and that's Wade Baldwin. 6'4", six, 6'11", six, six, wingspan, shot the ball well last year at Vanderbilt from three. Um, really aggressive, really fast, first steps great, yada, 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 high turnovers. So uh, he's in a little bit of a, a backup spot, obviously, with the Grizzlies ponying up to pay Mike Conley. They're going to need to get Conley to get hurt. He's going to compete with Harrison. Um, I don't know. Do you think ball two-part, do you like Baldwin sealing down the line, and do you think he could beat out Harrison for the backup point guard minutes this season right off the bat? I, th- I think he definitely beats out Harrison. I don't I think that's so. too big of a question. I mean, they got a lot invested in Baldwin. I mean, for now, though, he's strictly a handcuff to Conley. I mean, Conley does get hurt a lot, so he might make an impact this year, but he's still more of a dynasty guy for, like, steals and trays. Yep. I, I wish I would have watched him more in Summer League, but... All transition buckets, man. He couldn't do a damn thing in half court, but really? when he was in the open floor, man, he killed guys. I mean, guys couldn't, were just... He was spinning guys around. It was, he's just really, really nice first step. Got a... The, him and uh, DeJounte Murray, they both have, like, these really long strides, man. Just the, Yeah. Look like a, I, I love Murray in the summer. I kind of liked him. He yeah, was, he didn't yeah. have the best numbers, but he was fun to watch. Yeah, let's just jump to him. So, what do you think about Dejounte Murray? Um, and do you think he's going to get minutes out of the gate? You, you, based on the Spurs and their track record of not really playing raw players, um, yeah. this guy is arguably one of the most raw players in the draft, especially at the point guard spot. So, do you see him? He's just—he's pretty much just a pure long play, right? Absolutely, he's going to be in Austin pretty much this whole year. Yep. I mean, right now they got Parker and Mills. I mean, Parker's getting up there, and so it could be like a couple year, couple few years down the line, Murray could be the starter. Yeah, I think we projected him in I think twenty six games, just basically the games that yeah uh, that Parker misses. The Kyle uh, Anderson rule. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's a guy that is just he can't really shoot, um, and the turnovers are way too high, and his his jump shots kind of he shot off balance a lot from what I saw. So yeah, he, he's just a major, major project. I'd rather have Lavert actually over, over Murray. We probably disagree on that. Yeah, I think we disagree on that. Yeah, but I love the dude. Give me efficiency, man. Efficiency is my, my my jam. I'm gonna have to go back and look <laughs> at Lavert now a lot more. You've been you've been saying him a lot. Dude, I'm have to sixty-four go back and watch two him. shooting, man. For a guard, man, that's that's elite I think territory. It might be be the injury prone. Like yeah, that, oh you know, for sure. But hey, last round, last round. Get, yeah, get chance, true. Dude. Okay, I don't care if you're going to be a top 150 player. If you can, I want, yeah. I want you if you're going to be a top 50 player. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So back on track here. We hit Beasley. We hit Levert. Uh, Mal- Malachi Richardson, uh, pretty much a three and D kind of guy, uh, picked up from the Kings and in, in the Marco Bellinelli deal. I don't know. Um, oh, I hate that deal. Yeah, b- bad deal for Charlotte. Um, but I mean, this yeah. isn't really a difference maker, though. I mean, this guy isn't really going to make a big impact i was kind of okay with it like how often it's not often you get a, a pick outside of top 20 uh yeah. what rodney hood comes to mind recently uh mm-hmm. that makes an impact but and this guy's not i don't know he doesn't he's just not fantasy like he's like um kind of like he's a, uh, a forward but tareen prince just another guy who's okay he's a good player but yeah. he just doesn't have that game that translates to fantasy yeah he's just a shot in the dark for the draft purposes yep 
could he could be something in a few years. He might not be. So yeah, I, I don't see it. I don't see. It. And they they basically just paid for a, a good month uh, from him in the tournament. Yeah, because uh, he was pretty bad. I think he was what thirty six percent from the field, something like that. Yeah, he shot good from three, and that's it. Yeah. All right, so a wing here, Timothy Luawu Cabaret. Um, no thanks. I, I didn't like yeah, what I saw from summer yeah, league. The, they're just taking a. a a prayer uh, to yeah. try to uncover to to cover up the Nick Stauskas pickup. Yeah. And again, I'm not bashing that pickup. They they made that trade to get the draft pick just to throw exactly. that out there. Um, who else we got here? McCall. Oh yeah, we missed McCall. Oh yeah, no, we're still going down. Okay, yeah. Um, let's see. Let's let's keep it in order here. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, really impressive mm-hmm. summer league player. Yeah. Uh, ran the point a ton. Um, he can play one, two, three. Um, we're gonna he he is actually a really good fit. Next to Giannis, um, yeah, we'll see what they do. Obviously, Delvadova getting picked up a couple weeks later after they signed Brogdon, that kind of put the kibosh on him a little bit. But he's he's one of the most intriguing second round players. Not that great of a ceiling. Uh, if you're looking for second round players to have an impact in year one, I like him. But I don't really like his dynasty value. He doesn't really jump off the page uh, as far as being like an elite scorer, like say uh, Richardson did last year or Norm Powell. Mm-hmm. He's more of a real life guy. Yep. Yeah, like the like the guys we were just saying, yeah, like Richardson and, and Prince. Uh, okay, so uh, I guess the reverse of that is Patrick McCaw. This guy can fill it up, man. He could. Mm-hmm. He's a two and a half steal kind of guy. Threes passes a little bit. Very aggressive defender. Um, I mean, the Warriors traded up for him, signed him that night yeah. um, to a deal. I mean, he's <laughs> wasted making, no time. Yeah, he's making the team. So, but again, he's on the Warriors. So. Yes. Um, this is basically if you pick up McCaw late, you're basically hoping the Warriors have like an injury and then they trade McCaw for like someone to help them win the title because they need to win the title this year. Right. So uh, I could see him getting traded to a, if he gets traded, he could be pretty nice. I mean, yeah, and Iguodala. I don't think they can afford to bring Iguodala next year, bring him yeah. back next year unless they get him a major discount. So McCaw could be like their primary wing guy off the bench. So. Next year he could have a lot of value, but just not right away. Yeah, he strikes me as a high volume kind of guy too. He likes the ball in his hands. Yeah, uh, and that size could give him give him potentially three position uh, mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So good stuff there. Um, we talked about Whitehead briefly. We're good there. Uh, not many other guys are going to be coming over. Um, uh, Kay Felder, um, do you think? Well, I guess two part. Do you think the Cavs are going to sign someone? Yeah, so, I think they do. I mean, they, they're it, gonna, right? they need three-point guards, especially with Irving's injury history. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a no-brainer they're going to sign someone else. So yep. I wish he'd play because yeah. he looked pretty good in summer. He looks fun to watch in summer. So like, I don't, don't want to say too good yet, but yeah. just fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and then Isaiah Cousins was on the radar, but now no, with Jordan Farmer. And didn't play good Lawson, in summer league Yeah, he was really bad. So that's pretty much it for the rookies on the radar. Anything else? I'm looking at one more. Let's see. Malcolm Delaney, no thanks. Third yeah. string. I think that's it. I think we yeah. hit them all. Yep. All right, 45 minutes, not too bad. I was, I was hoping for 35, but I'll take I'll take 40. I'll take 45, man. We might as well say Frazier real quick. Are you taking Frazier? Oh yeah, and um, one of my favorite late round guys now. In a Dino. And a Dynasty now. I can't nah, take my Dynasty, yeah. but no, I, I'm definitely cool with Frazier, man. I'm that guy. He he made us look pretty good in the, in the DFS pods late. He was awesome. Yeah, definitely. It's one, it's one of my guys, man. He's uh, I usually love shooting, but if if you're a, a smart shooter, man, then mm-hmm. then I'm cool with you. But if you're taking Dion Waiters, Yolo, Nick Young kind of shots, man, <laughs> that, that's that's when we got beef. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. So anything else you want to add here? 
think we're good. We are good. So it's time got... to hit the waiver wire in football now. Oh man, yeah, I, I I'm so lame, dude. Um, at ESP, ESPN, they usually go through at like 1:40 my time. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm in a lot of leagues. I have a, a good amount of money invested into into this. Yeah. So I set my alarm at like 1:45 in the morning to wake up and then just clean up after off the waiver wire for guys. Yeah. Because like, you know you have claims that'll you'll cut people. Like I always, almost always cut my defense, always cut my kicker, just because I, I want to pick up as many people as, that, as I can that can help me, yeah. and then I'll figure it out after that. Again, assuming I'm using my waiver priority, and it, um, it if it resets, I'm going to use it all regardless. Yeah, but I'm so lame, dude. Like, who sets their alarm in the middle of the night to to make fantasy pickups, dude? <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. I, I play. I play to win, man. Exactly. No, I do the same thing, dude. Yeah. Only during basketball, though. In football, I don't. I don't bother. Yeah, well, football, like football, it's Wednesday. Wednesday at like one forty in the morning, man. It's it's a mad dash to the waiver <laughs> wire, and people are like who are in the first in the leagues with me the first time. Like, dude, what the hell are you doing up at like <laughs> one o'clock in the morning making fantasy pickups? Like, yeah, so mine, mine are conveniently at eleven a.m., so I'm fine. Oh, oh, for um, yeah, my waiver, my waiver, waiver process fab. ends at eleven a.m., so I, that's my cleanup. Yeah, doing the fab. Yep. Yep. I love fab. My non-fab. I do fab for the leagues I run and most of my yes. boys. But I got invited to a couple leagues with people who I don't really know, uh, who I've just been starting to talk to. And they're starting to realize how, how ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have the top waiver wire pick. I mean, you wouldn't have got D'Angelo last year. I mean, you yeah. need, you need the free agent budget. So Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I pretty much saved all my FAAB. The only, like I said, the only guys I really picked up were LaFell. I picked up Dennis Pitta in one of my FAAB leagues. Yeah, but um, what else? It's yeah, it's not. There was really no big pickup this week. Like I thought, Chris Thompson was a really good one to pick up for running backs. Yeah, like I don't know what's up with Matt Jones, but with all that, with the um, with him, with Thompson getting the goal line carry, which was kind of game scripted because they were running mm-hmm. no huddle and stuff. But still, you really like to see that. So if Chris Thompson's out there, man, and need a running back, I think he's a good pickup for anyone out yeah, there. For sure. Yeah, and if you want to ask me football questions, man, I mean, I'm I'm no Evan Silva or Roto Pat or Nick Menzio or any of those guys, man. But I'm I'm always down to like we get so many damn basketball questions that it's <laughs> yeah. kind of nice to get some football questions, man. And I I spent so much time on football, man. Uh, it's, yeah, it's my like my my favorite hobby, I guess. For sure. Cool, man. So, uh, what another what three weeks and what is it, October second? I think the first preseason game is. I think that's right. I think it's overseas game too. I want to say October first. So Who is we it, are though? almost here. Golden State, Toronto. Ooh, nice. That's gonna be, and then Dallas and New Orleans would be a good one too. So man, we are we are getting close. We see a lot of McCall and Seth Curry in those. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> it's gonna be there's gonna be so much McCall, man. <laughs> McCall and Norm Powell, man, they're gonna be going at each other. McCall preseason DFS darling. Yeah, McCall. <laughs> <laughs> Get, get the bird emojis ready for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're out of here on that. You guys have a great rest of your week, and thanks for coming on, Jonah. No problem, man. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. 
Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.